Hello, and welcome to the Thursday episode of the 905er. I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Ron Montana. And today, we pretty much only have one thing to talk about. Uh, and part of it stems from uh, a, an article that Roland wrote for the 905er website. It's up on 905er.ca. We'll have a link in the show notes for you to read, so you're up to, up to speed. But it kind of sparked a bit of a discussion uh, locally. And we wanted to, to kind of touch upon it ourselves. And mostly it focuses on uh, the renaming of schools and the taking down of statues of Canadian uh, historical figures. And I'm, I'm not going to paraphrase it any more than that. Roland, why don't you just kind of give us the, the Coles Notes version of what you wrote? It is. Uh, well, by the time I finished that article, it really needed Coles Notes because I, I kind of disappeared down a number of rabbit holes. Um, uh, but, um, I mean, the, the, the motivation behind it was, was just reading the stories which are initially in the National Post and now which we're seeing in some of the, the more local newspapers um kind of throwing well i'm trying not to put this too in too pejorative terms but throwing a little bit of a hissy fit about the renaming of schools about taking down the statues of john a mcdonald taking down the statue of ryerson uh and and this idea that by doing so we're we're cancelling history and uh you know I used to be a, an honest-to-goodness historian. I actually got, you know, that's how I earned my bread and butter for, for a decade or so. And, uh, you know, it always makes me laugh when people talk about statues being history. And it's like, they're not. They're just, they're just so not. Um, they, they are, I mean, they, they are uh, a form of history in that they represent a time and a... Uh, the 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 kind of way that we thought at a particular moment in time when they put up uh, and they represent the, the point of view of the people who who put them up the people who paid for them uh, who are usually the powerful and the wealthy and all those things those can all be very interesting things for historians absolutely but te- but the statue tells you nothing you know the statue of Ryerson that was pulled down the other week tells you nothing about Ryerson um, in fact. You know, you would have struggled more than a fortnight ago to find anybody in Canada who, well, that's exaggerating slightly, but the vast majority of us, myself included, would not have been able to tell you the first thing about Ryerson. Well, other than that, it was a name that stuck on a lot of things to well, do with education. That's what, what that's what uh, kind of sparked this this discussion was the fact that uh, in Hamilton, uh, the Hamilton Public Board is going going to rename uh, their their Ryerson Public School, same as the Halton Public Board, devoted to reading Ryerson Public uh, School. Uh, and of course, that sparked the debate of, oh, we're going to erase our history. And we were talking just before we hit, hit record on this. Did anybody know who Ryerson was prior to mm-hmm. the, the current debate on residential schools? Our argument yeah. was no, nobody knew. Nobody does. And, and I put a picture at the end of that article for anybody who gets that far of of a statue in Ottawa. And I said, you know, tell, tell, do you know who this person is? Um, uh, and I would be very surprised if anybody did. I certainly wouldn't have done uh, before I looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh, and it's uh, Alexander Mackenzie, who is the first liberal prime minister of Canada, who passed the whose government passed the first Indian Act. Uh, which is, you know, when we're talking about the things that were done to the First Nations to 
uh, basically try to exterminate them one way or the other by assimilation or by by separating people from their uh, parents and so on and so forth the internet act was was the was probably the biggest element in that jigsaw um Nobody knows who Alex. You know, could anybody name uh, Alexander Mackenzie? I'm questioning myself right now that I've got his name right. <laughs> but okay, but th that's that was started the the some again something we were talking about is that you know our our education system is so woefully inept when it comes to Canadian history that mm -hmm. you know nobody knows who Ryerson is. No, nobody knows who Alexander Mackenzie is. We know all we know is of John A. Macdonald is, oh, he was the first Canadian prime minister and he built the railroad. And yeah. And if there's a third fact in there, people will know that he used to drink a bit and that's right. usually the sum right. total of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it was what kind of got our, our, I don't know, our backup against the wall in this was indirectly. We had uh, David from who, if you're a list, if you're a list, Listener of uh, American politics, you know who David Frum is. David Frum was the infamous speechwriter for George W. Bush, who coined the phrase "axis of evil" um, in, in George W. Bush's State of the Union one year. Uh, he wrote an opinion piece for the Atlantic, basically defending Johnny McDonald, saying everything wasn't so bad, and he was actually really good to the to the Indians. And I was like, "Get off your your perch there! Coming like first, don't don't spend." your time writing for George W. Bush in America and then come back and say, I'm going to defend Johnny McDonald when everything he said is true. But let's, let's be honest. There's Johnny McDonald was not kind to first nations people. He did. He did not view them as an equal. Nobody did. I mean, and I think it's important. The, the one point I will, I will certainly make again and again and again is that, you know, McDonald and Ryerson are currently the the figureheads of a of a process that was Canada in the 19th century uh, and actually for, for much of the 20th century as well that this was uh, and what Canada was was a product of British colonialism and the the way that the British viewed the world which was that uh, we are a superior race. I mean, they didn't put it quite as bluntly as maybe, you know, a certain German gentleman did a few decades later, but it was very much along the same lines. We are a superior race, and it is our obligation as good Christians to civilize the world and to bring our white, civilized ways to the, to the, the savages. Uh, this was what Canada was built on. So, to extent, picking on on McDonald and Ryerson is a little bit unfair because because there's so many other people and like every single person in Canada who was not a First Nations person was signed up to this view of the world. They thought they were doing a good thing by exterminating the First Nations. I mean, it's a, it's a, an appalling thing. I mean, and I quote um, this guy uh, who I'd never heard of before um, called. Uh, uh, Nicholas Flood Davin, who was an Irish immigrant, uh, a complete toady, uh, another another person with a drink problem, um, as many 19th century Canadian uh, figures did have. I mean, uh, those were the times. Um, uh, kind of a fraud, made up as an education. He seems to be, you know, pretty much a sort of compulsive liar who who just creeped his way to the top, so to speak. Uh, and he was given a patronage job by McDonald, which anybody who knows a little bit about McDonald knows that he created the kind of Canadian patronage system where everything is about buying people off to do jobs for you. Um, 
so he was sent on this job to the, you know, to America to 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 find out about the American what were called industrial schools, which was what the residential schools were for, called at first in Canada as well. And he came back, and, and you know, you read it; it reads. I've never read the, the, the plans for concentration camps, but I would imagine that that was very much the way that they would have been written. Um, that, you know, it, it's right there, in almost in line one, you know, this is uh, aggressive civilization is a phrase that he uses. We are going to force these people to become us, uh, come hell or high water. And most important part of that is that we take the children away from the parents so that they can't grow up learning the lessons of the savages from their parents, you know. Uh, so th there's no ambiguity here. It's written in black and white. Now, you can say, well, MacDonald did great things and he's the founder of Canada, and that could be true. But, you know, it's like, it's that old thing of, like, Mussolini made the trains run on time. Well, he may have done, but he's still Mussolini. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those... The dichotomy of Canada is that we... And it's, you and I have had this conversation offline, is that... You know, there's the talk of let's cancel Canada Day this year, and, and, we're, not, and so we're not we're not going to get into that because it's too big of an issue for us to uh, to wade into. But you know, it's one of these things like Canada is not perfect, and it'd be it'd be a crime to uh, our our history to ignore the the triumphs that Canada has accomplished, and we have done a good deal many things that we that this country and everyone in this country should be very proud of. Uh, the, you know, the, the, our contribution to the defeat of Nazi, Nazism and fascism in Europe, our, our contribution to science and technology, uh, the Canada arm on, on the space shuttle, um, uh, Dr. Banting and the, the, uh, uh, uh introduction of, of, uh, insulin and whatnot that all these things are great accomplishments and we should be very proud of proud of them and we should hold our heads high when we talk about them. But we can't let that drown out the fact that bad things were done in our name to First Nations people. The, you know, the, 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 I want to bring it back to the, the removing of Johnny McDonald and the renaming of schools from uh, Ryerson. It's... I look at it and say these these statutes are things. They are not our history. They are we are they're not consecrated monuments of our national history. I mean, there, there used to be a statue of Johnny McDonald in almost every town in Canada because people were just like, let's put up a statue. Who I guess John A. Because we don't know any other Canadian notables, and that's what they did. The you know we let, I, I don't I don't get it. We're, we're it's a thing. Like no, the, I ask I ask anybody who wants to defend Johnny Mc, the statue of Johnny McDonald in the name of Canadian history. Name describe his entire career to me in what in detail. Like t tell me what what notable accomplishment other than oh he brought in the Confederate you know he brought in the BNA Act in 1867. What else did he do? And, it, and I'm not saying that he didn't do anything, but just. Let's be honest here. You're, you're no. We're not talking about scholars of of note here defending Johnny McDonald's legacy. Same, no. same as Ryerson. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. Well, if you're truly worried, if these people were truly worried about history, and some people just jump on the bandwagon because it's a simple bandwagon to jump on. But we're, we're talking about people like Jason Kenney, who 
I presume has a brain somewhere in there. He, he gets that he's defending a story of Canada that props up his worldview. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's, that's a story. Stories are not history. Actual history, based on actual fact, is neutral. Like, the facts are the facts. The fact is that John A. Macdonald was the first Prime Minister of Canada who, who uh, began the process of establishing the residential schools that then subsequent Prime Ministers took on and ran with, uh, uh, regardless of party, regardless of who they want. Um, you know, so, and people are absolutely complicated. You can be a, you know... Uh, if you know, I, there's a. I think people really people who do know a bit about McDonald, but don't know a huge amount. Like the picture of this kind of a, um, very Canadian in some ways, bit of a boozer, bit of a charming guy, probably a real laugh to be around if you weren't a First Nations person or if you weren't Louis Riel or you know. Um, uh, uh, but he was also a, a very very successful politician who knew exactly how. Um, ruthless you have to be if you're going to stay Prime Minister of a country for decades on end um, and he, by God was he ruthless uh, when it comes to the spread west by God was he the most ruthless there yes. yeah. what, uh, what, I, what I always find about the, the statue and the naming of schools idea is that it says more about the people naming them or putting them up than it does with the individual themselves absolutely uh, yeah. uh, you know we, we I think it comes back to we look a bit southwards to the Americans and their their debate on uh, Confederate statues and whether or not you know they should come down or or, or what have you. Uh, for the record, I think they should because they are literally literally statues of losers. <laughs> um, but the the you know the, the, the statues didn't go up. It's not as soon as you know Johnny McDonald died. Oh, let's put up a statue in every town in Canada. That's not how it worked. The statues don't show up for like a hundred years. They, they, they're not, they're, they're usually products of, honestly, uh, probably very rich, powerful men. And I do want to emphasize men in the town that they're erecting it. And they want a statue put up because that statue reflects their power and their vision of themselves. And they want to be associated with a narrative of greatness, of uh, you know, we're, we're, we're the, the custodians of legacy and we get to, we get to write that legacy for generations to come. And if you don't, and we have to write it because that means we can determine if you want to be a part of it, you have to conform to our, our standards and our expectations. And again, it's usually white rich men who do this. Uh, and I uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just going to agree that, I mean, statues, all this kind of municipal architecture, this is all architecture of the state, right? These are ways of sending messages to a population from a time in the past when democracy was not like it is today, where for all its many faults, we're free to say what the hell we want. Um, You know, when you put up a statue of John A. Macdonald, you're you're expressing the opinion that this is the only opinion you can have about this man. You're not allowed to point out any flaws because he is a founding father. He is, uh, by putting him here, we are saying he is unambiguously good. Now, no one on the face of the earth has ever been unambiguously good. Uh, So you're starting off from the point of view of a lie. Um, It's, you know, take, take, 
Nelson. So we have a Nelson school here in Burlington. Well, Nelson, you know, he's another British military hero, very complicated person. Um, you know, uh, he was kind of the equivalent of a pop star uh, in in his lifetime, and you know, uh, he the the popular his popularity was was such that you know his funeral had almost sort of millions of people turning up to. Um, uh, what did he? What did Nelson do for Canada? Nothing. <laughs> Canada, right. well, it did exist, but you know, he ne- certainly never came here. Um, I mean, even so, we both knew uh, uh, John Boych, who's another person. A school was named after John Boych. We knew him, friend, good friend. I didn't know him for very long, but for about a year and a half, two years. Um, a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, but even naming a school after him has its risks because we don't know what the world will think in a hundred years uh, about this view or that view or the other view. Uh, and just in case Canada, you're thinking, well, this is crazy, you know, why can't we name schools after things? Well, other countries don't necessarily do this. The country I grew up in doesn't name schools after people. Uh, so we, it's not, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a particular type of indoctrination that we're right. using when we use things in this way. See, uh, I, I was looking at, like, why, why do you not see any new statues being erected uh, these days, like I, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a, you know another Canadian notable that would be uh, erected, and I the one before you hit play or hit record on this episode, Roland, one name did pop into my head, and that was Terry Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm and. I, Listeners, do not worry. I'm not about to tear into Terry Fox. I, I, I think he, <laughs> yeah, I think probably to clear that one. I, 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 I think he's probably one of the last true great Canadian heroes um, for that all Canadians can rally behind. But you know, we we don't we don't raise statues to him in every town. But what I thought was interesting, and here in Burlington was one, and there are other there are other communities who have done the same thing. Is on his Marathon of Hope, they. Towns that he ran through, they've placed markers to mark the route. And I thought that was interesting because it, it would mark an event. It's not necessarily marking Terry Fox, the man it's, it's marking what he did and the importance of that action. And I think that's a, if we want to talk about history and educating future generations of important things in this country, we need to stop getting away from the man and the women behind the actions because they are all flawed and, and sometimes and things happen for m- far more than just one man or woman. We, we need, maybe if we want to start memorializing these things, we need to start marking places and events that these things happen. And to bring it back to the John A. McDonald, as I was thinking of, you know, it would, I think it would be suitable to say, Mark where the Canadian railway system started. That was something he, he did do, and it helped bring this country together. It helped bring commerce and and actually grow it from you know four separate colonies into a country called Canada. He has to get re- recognition for that. But mark that you know mark where the original railway went or where it started. At the same time, I believe every residential school in this country should be preserved as as a testament to a bad decision and yeah his name and ryerson's name should be on that monument as they did this 
this was because of them. No one else, they, they bear the responsibility of what happened here and the, ge the generations of pain that came afterwards. And it'll be up to future generations to determine how do, how do they reconcile that? And maybe they can't, maybe that's the point is we can't reconcile these two things. These are, these are two truths that exist at the same time. And it's not about one is greater than the other and one, one erases the other. They don't, it happened. We can't, we have to live with it. That's the point. We have to live with the consequences of these actions and these decisions that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if we're truly, if there's truly going to be truth and re reconciliation with, with the first nations and with the, the, all the indigenous peoples of Canada, it's going to come from every Canadian fully understanding all sides of their history of it being taught all sides of the history being taught in our classrooms the good and the bad uh not the mythology uh not the not the war of 1812 that stephen harper wanted to make such a fuss about because oh hey this is the one we won that had guns in it um you know it's like it's the only canadian war when actually it isn't but anyway that's another story um that that's looking at all sides of the of the experience of the people who lived in Canada during the age, th before, during, and after, if you like. Um, because it is, history is, is incredibly important. And part of the problem we're having right now is the fact that so few people actually know the history of Canada and above all, what was done to the people who lived here first. Um, the fact that they were treated as subhuman who, 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 you know, forcibly sterilized, starved, beaten, raped, buried under schoolyards. Um, and not in small numbers, we're talking tens of thousands of people uh, over decades and decades, uh, again and again, in these schools which were completely handed over to, to uh, religious institutions. The Catholic Church is getting a hard time, quite rightly, but you can point to the Anglicans, you can point to the Presbyterians as well. They ran these schools too. Um, I think the Methodists did as, as well, which is today the United Church. Um, you know, this, this full understanding of, 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 the, of the full breadth of the, of the subject, which goes beyond singular names, um, th that looks at not just John A. McDonald, but John A. Donald's government, but also the government of uh, Mackenzie, who came after him, of uh, I'm trying to remember some some uh, uh, line Mackenzie King uh, um, of uh, um, Laurier um, mm. and of Trudeau, who who wanted to abolish the Indian Act and, and, and abolish uh, the state of being First Nations. That was something that Pierre Trudeau said in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, People are complicated. I was just saying before we came on that one of the things that people throw at this discussion as if it is a, is a, is a counter-argument that, that says we should just leave well alone is that Joseph Brandt um, owned slaves, uh, uh, which is like, yeah, that's terrible. Um, uh, you know, no one's defending that. Um, but it, it, people were <laughs> extremely complicated are capable of doing good things and terrible things in the same lifetime and understanding the full breadth of that is the only way you're ever going to get to to uh, a, a, a proper understanding what, of, of where we are what i find interesting is that that argument of oh we can't take the name off 
uh, here in Burlington, uh, Joseph Brandt, Joe Brandt Hospital, or Brandt Street that runs the main up the main center of uh, of Burlington. Um, you know, we we can't we can't take the name off that. That's 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 erasing history. First of all, no, like it was a white white man who put the name Joe Brandt on that hospital uh, in very recent history too, mind you. Uh, but I find it interesting that no, no, we can't we can't take the name of we, we can't take the 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 name of a First Nations leader off the off an institution, uh, but we also have to leave the name of. Uh, the man, the, leave the statue of the man who would cause it, would force his descendants to go to residential schools. Yeah. That statue has to stay up. But and it's just like this, incon- this, I find that it's interesting, this, this grasping at straws to justify a fear of, and I, I would say it, I think it's a fear of, of ourselves. It's a sense of if our past is bad, if our past has so much evil in it, what does that make us? And it's something I've, I've thought about it uh, a lot over the last few weeks. You know, what are, is Canada good or evil? And I don't know if we're, we're I don't know if we're, we're necessarily anything. I, 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 we're a country. We're, we're, we're a mixture of people of all shapes, sizes, colors, and backgrounds, creeds, and religions. And that's a good thing. And we're messy and we're complicated. I don't think it matters. I think what matters is what we do for going forward. I think it matters. We can't apologize. We can't apologize for our, our, our ancestors. I can't apologize for what John A. McDonald did. I can't apologize for what Alexander, uh, uh, uh Kenzie, well, I think Mackenzie, thank you, you. <laughs> uh, did or, or didn't do what I can do is what, what are we going to do going forward? You know, what, what, what are we, are we going to demand of our leaders going forward? Let's, let's move forward in harmony together. And we use the past to guide us. We, we know, we know mistakes were made. We know bad choices were made, bad choices that have consequences and bad choices that we have to live with today. We, we are, we have to deal with this. It's not fair to us. It's not, it's not, we didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. We didn't authorize it, but it's here. It's on us sucks to be us, but we have to, we have to deal with it. And we can either be the ch- the generation that, that kind of cops out and, and we try and other side, so- both sides this and find some reason to, to shy away and not own up to it. Or we suck it up and say, no, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to take a step into the unknown. We're going to, we're going to try and fix this. And then we're going to trip over our feet. We're going to make more mistakes along the way. But I want to believe that if we make the gestures in good faith and with a little bit of humility and a willingness to forgive ourselves and each other, we'll make it, but we can't be scared. We can't, we just can't be scared of it. And we can't, we can't be scared that, you know, Oh, we are, we are the sins of our fathers because we're not. And you, and you can't be, you can't be scared of facts because facts are facts. You know, these are the facts of the matter. Facts um, don't care about your feelings, Roland. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they don't. It, it, it's you know, yeah, I know. The, the, to to live to be a descendant of European ancestors in North America or in Africa or in Asia or in Australia is to be descendants of people who did some pretty rotten things. Uh, I mean, that's just such a almost crass understatement I just made there. So, 
we have to accept that. Um, and our leaders, you know, the prime minister has to do so much more than he has done so far. Yes. We need to start like this is a big deal. This was a genocide. If you look at the definition of the word that the man who actually invented the word gave it, you know, you, this this kind of thing like only the only the only the uh, the Holocaust can be a proper genocide. Somewhere this is ridiculous. No, this was an attempt to exterminate a people. It doesn't have to be gas chambers. It can be through starvation, abuse, forcing people to give up their languages, taking children from their mothers, forced sterilization, forced immigration. All these things count as genocidal acts. And when it's done systematically over a century and a half, that's genocide. We have to accept that. And, and you know what? Th this is what when we hit, heard um, Sean van der Kleese and uh, Carl Dockstadter when we've had them on talking about nation to nation talks. Um, that's that has to happen. We someone like Trudeau has to be willing to go to Caledonia and to the Six Nations Reserve there and sit down with those people and treat them like the treat them with the dignity that they damn well deserve after everything that's happened. And you may get pissed off about heads on spikes and all that stuff well of course they're pissed off jesus christ do you not think they've got good reason and that's treat people with with dignity and treat the reconciliation process with much more seriousness than it has thus far when it's treated with seriousness at all it's about writing checks this is about treating those nations n-a-t-i-o-n-s nations like the nations they are and with with, with the respect that they they need if we're really going to deal with this yeah it that's i i think i'm, I'm going to leave it there for this week because i don't have anything much more to add to that conversation um unfortunately i think this is going to be a conversation that we're go we're going to be having on this podcast for uh future weeks months possibly years to come but um I, I, I don't see our, our opinion drastically changing one way or the other uh, on this. Uh, we, we, we need to get past this notion of a grand mythological past and start looking at building a grander future for all Canadians, uh, First Nations, uh, those of us who've been for a while, here for a while, and the generations that are going to immigrate to this country uh, to, to make a better uh, a country that we can all be uh, proud of that we've built. Good stuff. All right. We'll be back well, next week, people. Take care. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time.
the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app.